Welcome to podcast 85, dear listener. I'm Heather Gorringe from Wiggly Wigglers. I'm on the Wiggly sofa and I'm really pleased to say we've got a guest today. But I'm joined first by... Richard and Farmer Phil. And I'm delighted to have with us Kitty Corrigan. Thank you for coming, Kitty. Pleasure. Who is the deputy editor of Country Living magazine. One of my favourites and I'm a subscriber, in fact. And have um, been for a long time too. I have, yeah. yeah. Really love Country Living magazine. We're going to talk about Open Farm Sunday today and we've got an interview with Farmer Jake from Overbury coming up. Farm Sunday was actually started by a Nuffield scholar, Ian Piggott. And he went to Denmark and found out all about how they open the farm one day a year with the idea of sharing what farmers do with normal folk <laughs> and getting feedback from those normal folk back as to what farmers should do. So he brought that idea home and actually became NFU farming champion in 2006. Did right. you know that? I didn't know, I didn't. How long farm has been going for now? First year, last First year. First year, last year. Okay. And I think the response was quite phenomenal. 350 they, they, they opened, farms. There were 300 farms open and they reckoned that the average attendance was 100 people per farm. So that good, you've got 30,000 people having access to farms countrywide yeah. who may not otherwise have been able to do that. Yeah. So Ian Piggott was the inspiration, but actually went to Leaf Linking Environment and Farming to actually manage the whole process. And I think they were quite surprised about the success what was your involvement, Kitty, with Country Living magazine? Well, we first heard about Open Farm Sunday in the farming press last year. And when we decided to launch our campaign, which runs throughout the year, it's called Fair Trade for British Farmers, we thought we should work with LEAF as well. And some of the Country Living team will be going to some of the open farms. And as far as we're concerned, it's really important, our readership, is probably 50% in the town and 50% in the country. And uh, most of the townspeople are really interested in what goes on on farms in the countryside, but they maybe are embarrassed sometimes to ask the questions. The great thing about Open Farm Sunday is you can get your kids along and they can ask the questions that you really wanted to know <laughs> the answers to. And it's a, it's a way of educating people. And I suppose throughout the magazine, we try to raise awareness but not be patronising because of all our rural readers you don't want to appear to be talking down but on the other hand you've got to tell the people in the towns just how things do work so it's getting that balance but I think it's it's a great idea and perhaps now more than ever it's just a, a way of raising awareness amongst the public and make them think about where their food comes from. Have you seen change take place since you've been deputy editor in terms of what the readers actually feel about farming? They're very passionate about farming and the way that farmers are responsible for managing the countryside. And in the features that we run, we try and always make the link between environment and welfare and good quality food and the importance that you realise the whole chain so that when you go into a supermarket where, let's face it, a lot of people still do their shopping, you can just have that bit more information when you're looking at the labelling, which sometimes can be a bit confusing, but to try and direct you towards buying local seasonal produce rather than something exotic flown in from thousands of miles. Rich? 
<laughs> I was miles away then, you know. I was, I was thinking about how romantic farming can be, but how important it is for people to get involved in the farms and, and what a joy it's going to be and what a great opportunity it is for people to come along and, and appreciate you know, the mechanisms of the farm and a local farm as well because there's going to be that many farms that are opened up all over the country. You know, it's a unique chance for people to be able to... To join in and be part of something and be and and really it's a kind of it's part of the community you know farming is such an integral part of community. Mm. I was thinking it's probably quite difficult for some of the farmers though because traditionally farmers are quite reserved people mm. and it's actually to be confronted with maybe 50 well, there people. are some exceptions uh, <laughs> well i just know because uh, we ran a campaign a few years ago the farmer wants a wife and that was great uh, it Absolutely was great. Yes, yeah, yeah. great and uh, we brought a lot of um, people together and some farmers who'd never had a girlfriend and never had been out of their own county we managed to fix up with someone and you know we've had 13 babies as a result um, and, and <laughs> that's, great, that's better than Scylla Black isn't it that's it's really much it. better yeah. 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 yeah but the the serious side of that campaign was that farming can be a very isolated occupation because more and more it's maybe just one farm farmer usually male and his tractor and you don't have and they can't afford to have hordes of workers that they would have had, you know, 50 years ago or longer ago, maybe. And all the social events that used to be connected with farming have dwindled. And a lot of villages have lost their pub and their village hall. So there just aren't those opportunities for farmers to get out and socialise. It, it is quite an isolating job. And I think if you're going to be um, suddenly having all these people, it's, it's like people traipsing through your own home, you know, if they're going to be saying, uh, oh, why don't you do this? I think you have to be quite a special person to agree to take part in it in a way. Definitely. But, but I think it's, it's, what's interesting about this area, for instance, you know, the Blakemere and Preston on Wye, is that you have, you have a real mix of farming people and types, like you've been mentioning, some are quite introverted and, and very rural, you know, and, but they have a very pleasant demeanour. But what people like Phil are able to do is draw those guys in and encourage them to be more open and, and really sort of point them in the right direction as to the value of introducing people to their, the way they practice their, their operations. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it's quite nice to have have people like Phil um, in those communities and I think you know in every county there are those mixes really so again that's why it's just so important for farmers to get together and communicate effectively with them, with each other as well as to the wider community. Your um, uh, The Farmer Wants a Wife campaign highlighted something which I think is crucial uh, and it, that all farmers are different they farm differently their farms are different and they're different characters and the great thing about Open Farm Sunday is that it offers the public the opportunity to find that out for themselves, but it offers the farmer the opportunity to find out about himself or herself, so that by people asking them questions, they are required to justify what they do. Now, because it's isolated and you just plunder along in your own sort of sweet world, if nobody asks you to justify what you do, you might not think about it. If it isn't broke, don't try and fix it. But if somebody says, why do you do something, and your next thought is... I have not the slightest idea why I do it like that. It would be better if I did it differently. So it's a great positive the other way round. And if the public can see by coming back regularly to a farm that their questions actually shape how the farmer operates, that is the best feedback of all. Because you know, if they can see movement, or the farmer can say, somebody asked me last year, 
about you know, I do this with the cattle and I thought that's not the best way of doing it what a great thing for mm. British farming and the media in the past and I don't, I don't mean the magazine media but the TV and newsprint media tend to try and label farmers if you've got farmer stamped across your forehead that's it, that's what you are you produce wheat or whatever they're all different the vast diversity of farmers and farms well, let's hear from some farmers now because Rich has been out and about and so have I. So we'll go and find out what is going on on Farm Sunday. OK, so where are we? Well, Jake, it's nice to see you. And uh, Hello, Richard. Thanks for coming out. I mean, it's no, it's no real hardship, though, is it, to come out for a walk you know, on a day like today? And really, uh, the countryside's looking pretty splendid, you know. We've had some, uh, we've had some timely rain, I think. Just in the nick of time, actually, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you, what have you, what are you farming here, all told? Uh, it's about fourteen hundred hectares in all, and that's split up between combinable crops, vegetable crops, and grassland. Got a thousand ewes just over that uh, range all over the sort of permanent grass. Really, it's old traditional parkland. Doesn't receive a lot of fertilizer. Right. And they're pretty thrifty animals, but yeah. we can't really do much else with this kind of ground. No, no. You, did you say this was this is registered parkland that we're walking across now? It is, yeah. It's, it's uh, grade, grade two list, sort of listed parkland for the old trees that it's got some specimen trees in here. It's about 350 years old, some of these trees. Right. They are stunning, aren't they? I mean, they, those are the, that, the, the oak I'm looking at now is a sort of quintessential English parkland oak, you know, with the, the, the long, sweeping dead boughs and the, you know, the kind of peripheral, long, sweeping branches that drag almost down to the grass. It is. It's, it's a very pretty sight to look at and, and what could be quintessentially English, I guess. Yeah. It is, absolutely. Uh, we're very fortunate. It's stunning. So you and I, um, I mean, really one of the main reasons I came over today was to, uh, to chat to you about Open Farm Sunday. Uh, but I, I bumped into you f- a few years ago, didn't I? At um, was a BMW Works, do you remember? That's right, yeah, yeah up in, um, just outside of Birmingham, that's wasn't right. it? That's right. So and two, uh, two very country people right in the middle of... Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. And then, of course, I bumped exactly. into you again through your working here now at uh, Overbury, Overbury Estate and you're uh, you're managing this this farm um but you were doing the same you were, you were managing it then that was about three years ago wasn't yeah it? about three years ago i've been here four years now working right. uh, for penelope and we're doing a lot this will be our this will be our second um open farm sunday we we took part in the first one last year and um we should be having another go this year you're very passionate about farming aren't you and sort of getting the messages across of the significance of farming and how, you know the importance and the role it plays in the, in the rural community and I guess that's what F- F- Open Farm Sunday is all about, isn't it? You know, bringing people in, you know, letting people see exactly what goes on. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many people that... I think it's probably the only industry where people can sort of walk past it or drive through it and they have an insight into the intimate workings of what you're actually doing. Right. You know, you, going back to the BMW factory, you can't just sort of walk past, open the door and have a look and see how they're building their cars or whatever. Yeah. But being out in the countryside, everybody can look and everybody's got an opinion. And I think some of them opinions can be a little bit misguided. But in order to try and correct that and to you know, educate people a little bit more about how it works, you have to get people out on the farm. They need to come and see and to talk and find out how it runs, why we do certain things, yeah. and, you know, try and educate them and talk to them from there. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, so even for me, since I've been working um, with Wigley's, you know, Blakemere, it's been, a, it's been an eye-opener. I mean, whilst I don't necessarily agree with everything that Phil does, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've really been able to appreciate and have a much better understanding of farming generally because I've been involved in the whole process in many respects. And so, certainly so far as showing people are, are around a concern, you know, I've, I've a much better insight into 
the, into the workings, the, the, the mechanisms of farming. So it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, for people? I mean, this is a, the whole thing about farming. Is it is, you know, it's, it's intellectually stimulating. I mean, obviously physically stimulating as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's so much going on. There is. Every day is different as well. That's what I enjoy about the challenge of farming. You know, you wake up in the morning, people are obsessed with the weather british people english people and especially farmers because it is so important to what we do you get dry periods of time you can't do things you get too much rain you can't do things and um, we're avid weather buffs which yeah. is kind of <laughs> I, think I think as british people we tend to be farmers yeah. even worse farmers even worse so it is there's, there's just so much going on whether it's you know growing crops or walking fields or counting birds you know we do quite a lot of arable bird surveys here where we've put habitat down for say lapwings and then three or four times through the spring months we'll go out and we'll count the birds so it's not just farming and we, we do that just to be able to gauge what we've done whether we've done the right thing for those sorts of species but it's all a balance what you do right for one species might not be so good for something else yeah and it is yeah. it's that real fine balance trick, of trying to it, manage really? it that is a real trick there's a real art in that I, when I, I visited your blog the other day and uh, I thought it was great and there's a, there a fantastic photograph on there of a, of a lapwing's nest and mm. in fact that's a rare sight in the countryside these days isn't it I mean ground nesting birds generally are decreasing dramatically for, for several reasons so it's great to, for, for you guys to be in a position to be able to encourage those species through um, farming practice that works that's still productive but that equally is able to support you know a very biodiverse community that's it that's, and that's how we try and do it it is all a balance and we we are here to make a profit we have to make some money to reinvest and to keep people employed which is as important but if you can do that with an environmental conscience then there's no reason why the two things can't go hand in hand for the majority of the time there are some times when unfortunately they can't for one reason or another but there are a lot of choices that you can make along the way you know using a certain type of chemical that won't harm the beneficial insects as opposed to using a a broadcasting kind of uh, insecticide as it were that would take everything out yes it might cost a bit more money but you're targeting your pests if you like that bit more closely which you know has got an environmental impact you know later on you keep your beneficials there then then they're there to you know feed on the next kind of wave of uh, of aphids or whatever it is that you're happening to you know having to control absolutely and that's i think it's that attention to detail that's so important and and in some instances you know we've kind of gotten away from i think we're going back to it you know people are more aware of the significance of many species now but it is that attention to detail that makes such a difference you know isn't it stimulating as well don't you find it exciting to be able to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of that a bit yeah it is it just takes up a lot of time you've got to kind of get a lot of research a lot of background workings and then also what i find like nice like taking the picture of the lapwing nest i also went out and took some some uh, some photographs after we'd done a treatment and you know all the beneficials were still there they were still spinning spiders webs up the tram lines and right, catching right. all these orange blossom midges this was this right. was june a couple that's of years ago superb. and that's you know it's actually going out there and seeing the result of what you've done yeah, and it's positive yeah. and you think well you know Good yeah, on, good absolutely. Job. Yeah, you feel a real sense and of achievement. Yeah, it I is. Think. Yeah, yeah. Satisfied that you've, you've got the balance right. There is, but it's a lot. You know, it's not just leaf farmers that do that. I think a lot of farmers in general actually follow a lot of these principles, but they don't necessarily tell people about it. Right. And I think that's where being involved with leaf has really um, kind of encouraged me and Penelope to have more confidence in actually telling people what we do because it is important to say everybody likes to think that they're involved in the countryside when they're driving past to their holidays or commuting to and fro and looking out the train window you know they see the picture rolling past every day right and actually to to get people involved and to kind of tell them what we do 
it's real privilege actually and people are so keen to learn yeah sure. you know the leaf sunday days coming around on the tractor and trailer rides it's about a two hour hour and a half well hour and three quarters to two to, to two hours the trip and they're just you know so in engrossed in it and asking so many questions you know why do you do this why do you do that what's that how does this work yeah, yeah it's fascinating sure. and for you to be able to answer those questions is great as well isn't it it is yes yeah I, I don't think the, i've been stumped yet so enthusiastic no, that's the first time <laughs> there will be i've been lots of times i'll just change the subject <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just answer a different question <laughs> a politician in training oh, absolutely yeah for sure <laughs> i think we've all got a bit of politician in us <laughs> for sure um, but it, what, what sort of stuff are you going to do on farm sunday what to what to, what time does the farm open we're opening at nine o'clock in the morning and being sort of quite regimental this year in that we're taking bookings to take people on tractor and trailer rides around the hill uh, around breeden hill and those tractor and trailer rides will stop off at various points along the route um, so we'll go to the nursery school first which the estate built two years ago right. talk there about the social policy and getting children and families involved in the village so it's not just farming it's the whole sort of community aspect of well which is you know we're important and proud of what we do what we've got here mm-hmm. then we're going to go to the stud the overbury stud where there are four stallions standing there so we'll have a little bit of look at some mares and foals there grazing oh, hopefully wow. it won't be raining that's yeah. a fantastic sight i bet yeah, um, yeah really really nice yeah yeah and super. um from there we shall kind of wander our way around the eastern side of breeden hill and we'll have a couple of stops along the way to talk about crops and irrigation there'll be a sprayer parked up in one of the fields so we can talk about you know the need for those sorts of machines okay and then back to the village hall really via via a similar sort of parkland view to the one we're looking at now we'll talk a little bit about the sheep then as well and and do people are people going to meet you at the village hall is that the idea yeah they need to come to the village hall to come to overbury estates that's it need to go to the village hall we'll have signposts up on the day right it's very easy to get to isn't it here you can literally it's junction what junction Junction nine nine off the m5 absolutely and we're only five six minutes from there very very easy to follow it is, to and, find. A, and it is a it is a really interesting part of the world i mean for me i you know I, i've come i've just come over from tewkesbury and uh, it's, a, it's just like you said on the outskirts of, of the uh, of the cotswolds really so yes. it's kind of it's a relatively affluent area but it's gentle and subtle and this you know there is when i when i'm looking now you know and i'm chatting just outside of five bar gate and i can i can look into this woodland you know we can hear the warblers and stuff in the background yeah. and there's a whole load of comfrey growing and forget-me-nots and docks and things like that and some red camping in the background it's absolutely stunning so i think you know for folks to be able to come out into this sort of environment and to be able to get the answers to their questions makes it makes a real treat so it's going to be a real fun day isn't it yeah it is a fun day we get a lot out of it people live locally to this area even if they don't live locally to the area and they found a fancy a, a superb day out then definitely yeah. come and see farmer jake if you can't come and see <laughs> farmer phil <laughs> for sure well check out the blog site because there's there's all sorts of farming updates on there so what's the blog www.farmerjakef.blogspot.com excellent yeah, well that's where it is Cheers, Jake. Should we go and have a, a look a bit further afield? Yes. See what else yeah, let's on. go and see what, see what the other guys are up to. Excellent. Hi, this is Jeremy Padfield from Church Farm Stratton on the Foss near Bath in Somerset. Why did we take part in Farm Sunday last year? Well, as farmers, uh, we're fully aware of the gulf of understanding that has developed between the general public and where, why, and how their food comes from. So we saw Farm Sunday as a brilliant way where we could reconnect on a local basis. It gave us the opportunity to meet up with people from local villages and towns by sharing a day in the countryside. We feel that we have a lot to celebrate in farming and it just seemed common sense to join together just for one day in the year 
to share how important agriculture is to all. The best part for us was that we involved several of our farming neighbours who brought their own unique skills and knowledge to the day. We're an arable beef farm, so actually on the day we had chickens, dairy cows, calves, pigs and sheep, which was great for all. We served cream teas and barbecue and all the food was sourced from an eight mile radius. The trailer tours were, were a must and a real hit. The whole day was a great success. Although we were all a little bit tired, we all felt it was a great sense of achievement and we were fulfilled by the many positive comments that came from those that, uh, that came on the day. Uh, we actually ended up with about 500 people on the day, which was great. Um, our aim this year is, is for more than 500, and uh, we aim to do that by once again targeting the local press and visiting more local schools. Hopefully many of last year's visitors will come along again with their friends and family. So go for it and do it big. Thank you. So Leaf is organising Farm Sunday, so if you want to find out where a farm near you is, go to www.farmsunday.org, which is part of the LEAF website, Linking Environment and Farming. And there's all sorts of things going on. Rich, you can go and see Tim Downs in Shrewsbury milk his cows at right. 2 o'clock if right. you want to. Right. Uh, you can go and meet up with uh, some Oxford Sandy and Black Pigs at Wolverhampton. Uh, you can see a farm that is an eco-school at Staffordshire. And you met up with Anne Stanier and Norman Stanier, who are Dragon Orchards yesterday. I did, yesterday. What are they up to? Their farm is open many times during the year because they have a great scheme that they call crop sharers. So that for a fee, you become sort of like a member of their club and they have weekends and village events they've incorporated the village they go to the village hall to the harvest festival to some of the church services if they want to and this last year they even took some of them to normandy to see the um, farmers markets over in france Uh and they just have this fabulous thing and so they'll have a weekend where they come to norman and anne's farm which is at putley just up the road near ledbury and they do whatever happens at that time of the season. So in the autumn, it, it'll be picking fruit or tasting jam or yeah. drinking cider or a- apple juice and so on. And it just seemed fabulous to me. So they'll be open and doing all their normal things. I think Anne and Norman's business was greatly helped by Country Living. Yes, they won one of our awards. Anne Stanier entered our Enterprise in Rural Women Awards. So we featured them and actually we, as a magazine, bought a share and went up at harvest time mm. and then we received our lovely crate of juices and fruit and we all made apple pies, etc, etc. Um, you have a great memory, Kitty. I've noticed that you, you are able to remember all these characters and, and you know, individual circumstances and, and all the articles that you've written in the magazines. Well, I have been on the magazine for quite a long time and I am called the oracle when somebody says... When did we do such and such? And I say that was probably February '97. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes I get the page number as well. But the longer I've been there, the harder it is because my archive obviously is bigger and bigger. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, yeah, that's, that's I don't know how long that will last. <laughs>
Now we're making Farm Sunday sound really, really nice. Oh, it's so cosy and so lovely and you're going to engage this old chap, aren't you? And he's got his lovely tweed suit on. It's going to be Does wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, not always, is it? No. What if there's things that you don't agree with, things that you really question, you've always wanted to know? You know, why don't farmers like badgers? You know, things that really niggle you. Perhaps they do, perhaps they don't. Why don't you go and find out? What about if you're actually concerned about polytunnel produce? Why don't you go and find out? You can find a farm on the website that actually shows you around an organic fruit farm with polytunnels. Um, but there's all sorts of things that are controversial, aren't they? You know, if you want to go and ask a farmer about BSE, this is your chance. Absolutely. And I don't mean that you, you know... There's a great opportunity it. for argument, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> no, Rich. What I mean is... <laughs> I fully intend to argue with Phil on the 10th of June. Well, I, we'll, we'll come on to what you're doing yeah, on yeah. Sunday in a minute. Yeah. I've got yeah, the measure great. of you, I think. Dear <laughs> listener, I do not mean you go and start an argument with a farmer, but I do think that often there's puzzles that people have that just need to be sorted. So if you've got a question... Open Farm Sunday is guaranteed that those farmers involved will be willing to answer it. Now, you might not agree with it. The important thing is that because the farmer has signed up for Open Farm Sunday, we welcome the questions. It is everybody's opportunity. There is no offence going to be caused, whatever you want to ask. Open for attack. And I think (laughs) it's probably important that anybody who's going to see Ian Piggott's farm at Trails End at Harpenden in Hertfordshire should ask him why he's got a green shirt on and not a pink one, but that's a by, <laughs> by the by. Ian Piggott's always in pink, yeah. but he's going to be in green this coming Sunday. So can we have, please, what is going to happen on Lower Blakemere? Well, we've got several things going on. We're going to do hay rides. Hay because rides. when we went to Tennessee, they like hay rides in Tennessee. <laughs> so we thought we'd do some of those, and that would be, be an opportunity... For everybody to have a ride on a tractor and trailer, obviously, we can see the cattle, we can see some badgers, we can talk about badgers, which is a good subject in itself. Why we do our cattle the way we do, we've got beef cattle here, one or two bits and pieces about the crops that we grow here and why we grow them and how we grow them. So that'll be one aspect of it. We've got our land steward, David Curtis, we're a Duchy of Cornwall farm, and David is the man in charge of keeping us in order and notably collecting the rent. And so we've got David doing a bit on why Farmer Phil pays the rent and what David does with it. So that's another little bit. But then the best bit for me is I'm going to dig a big hole in my field of barley (laughs) and I'm going to put Rich in it. (laughs) Richard, why are you in a big hole in Farmer Um, Phil's barley? I'm not sure, but as long as I can get out of the thing after I've got in there. (laughs) I think I'm going to be talking about soil. I seem to think I'm going to be talking about soil, but perhaps also talk about the crop that I'm in as well. Maybe put it into context. Maybe talk about the significance of barley, so all those kind of multifaceted features of a, of a, of a fairly unassuming plant. Mm. And also, it's, it, we probably don't do it enough, but to dig a soil pit so that you can look at the profile, the profile of the soil. That would be really interesting. See yeah. the different layers in the soil. And in the field where you're going to be, I have dug a 20-foot hole in it in the past, yeah. and eons ago the river used to flow there. Yeah. And you can see all the floods and silt layers 20 foot down from all those years ago and glaciers and so on. So we won't go 20 foot down, but you will be able to see topsoil, subsoil, 
roots and so God, on. I better dig out some notes from university. <laughs> My geology modules. <laughs> I think it probably ought to be a bit more light-hearted. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't go to university much. It was very well, you boring. did. You went. But you just didn't bother finishing, did you? <laughs> Let's move on, Phil. <laughs> if you want to feed some free-range hens, go to Lower Clopton Farm in Warwickshire. If you want a barbecue, you should go there too. If you fancy a garden musical evening, well, try Lower House Farm at Tenbury Wells. And otherwise, what about checking out the black currant fields at Pencoid Court Farm? Anyway, whatever you want to do, go to the Leaf website, which is www.leafuk.org and have a wonderful Farm Sunday on the 10th, 10th. of June. Enjoy. Signing off from Wiggly Wigglers. Thank you, Kitty, so much for coming in. Pleasure. Farmer Phil. Bye from me. See you on the 10th. See you in a hole on the 10th. Yeah. <laughs> I might fill it in before then. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>